Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Welcome, everybody, to We Say Things, episode 94. Suns fan here with the one and only, you know him, you love him, the blue-shirted and hairy-chested Cinderin. How are you doing this evening? I really thought you were going to say someone else. That would have been so much better. Okay, you want to redo it? Yeah. Harry testicled Cinderin. There we go. Okay, it was okay. better before. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Say Things 94, Shannon. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? We're getting like, there. How, do you remember when we started? Like, what date it was? No. 2018. It was 2019, right? 2019. It must have been. Yeah, it was like March. It was spring. Spring of 2019. I'm looking up episode one. April 22nd. 2019 it's impressive so in two in less than two months we have two-year anniversary on the show wow oh and the top rated comment from that episode was change the name to horsing around yeah good thing we didn't go with that one okay that's pretty good actually i won't lie we we thought about it but this is just more charming you know wouldn't have made sense with i mean if we had a song for horsing around just be like a literal horse neighing which wouldn't have been good (laughs) anyway uh We'll do the Patreons here in a second, but I just want to just, you know, for the Twitch people and for the audio people that occasionally listen on YouTube, this show is no longer on Dota Cinema, so this episode and forevermore will now be on the new YouTube.com slash We Say Things, so we appreciate you guys subscribing to it, clicking that bell icon. Apparently, it does something. I wouldn't know, uh, but yeah, it's not like I do this it makes for a, a bling sound. Yeah, it makes really a blink cool. sound, and you'll be really, really happy, uh, yeah. but yeah. Appreciate it. Okay, Patreons. Let's go. Wait, were you doing top half or bottom half this time? There's know. something you said last time. You really wanted to do the one. All right, I'll do two. top half. Okay, Thank you go. to the InBruge tier, including, but not limited to, well, actually it is limited to, Terra Arcanum <laughs> Dragon Knight available now on Amazon.com. Audiobook and sequel coming soon. Hmm, I'll have to look that up. Telcontar underscore prime. Suns fans' personality in Mariah Carey's body. Oh. That's pretty hot, actually. Yep. She's, she's also quite thick like me. Some sunny Sundays I sunbathe in Bombay. Suns fan, words of radiance was excellent. I just started Oathbringer. Next week I'll attempt to make you laugh with name change. All right, sounds good, buddy. Chakar, Boyko Ustavko Mutro, the Megapope. He looked like he had a sore leg. Perhaps we should fix it for him. TI in New Zealand. Zan Xavier, Suns fan Pudge Omega Lol, the one and only Nate Thicko 01 Ham Scroats, Bacon, no, not that bacon, the other bacon, obliterating Cinderin's hairy penis like I'm Pangolier spamming my Q on a stack of neutral creeps. And lick. Thank you. Not a sponsored episode, by the way. All right. Shark TM. Did you say Shark TM? Nope. Go ahead. You didn't. Okay, we're good. 
Freshly Seasoned Goat Balls, the Ben Jackson and Ben Broomhead Alliance, Novi Panda, Dop, Eating Chosnick Makes You Happy and Healthy, Underscore Man, Spreading COVID-19 at an Alarming Rate by Attending the Weekly Ben Alliance Meetings. I think, I think we're safe. I think you're the only one there. Pitch Black, <laughs> Wooden Aftertaste, Done Talk, The Coward, Dyslexic Lawyer, Anonymous, Peter, Calling Yourself a Boomer When You're a Millennial is Such a Boomer Thing to Do, Can You Believe? And Ronnie Keel. Thank you, friends. Thank you. Okay. Uh, first topic of this evening is the NBA All-Star Game. Cinder, and I know that you're yeah. very excited always, to hear about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we're always starting with the topics that everybody wants to hear about. You know, I, I've said this before, and I, I want to say it again just because it is, of all the things in my entire career that, you know, when I put something out and I'm like, this is going to be good, people will like it, and they don't, and I'm surprised, right? Or vice versa. This is shit. Oh, people actually like it. I'm surprised. This one is the most surprising that I get so many comments from people that specifically say, I don't give a shit about the NBA, but because you're so passionate about it, I'm interested in hearing. And they keep asking for it over and over. Could be the same five people, granted. But regardless, even five people is shocking to me. Beyond might be shocking. somebody who has stakes in the NBA and who's like, your podcast is growing big. Please keep talking about the NBA. Yes, that's definitely the case. A multi-billion dollar corporation is... I think so. They're just scared of sponsoring us so far because we read out names like obliterating Cinderin's hairy penis like I'm Pangolier spamming my cue on a stack of neutral creeps when we do the Enbruged here. That's right. So if you guys could do some more PG names, that would be great so we can get sponsored by the NBA. Thank yeah, you. that's definitely what's holding us back. Uh, anyway, NBA All-Star Game has been announced. Uh, well, not just announced, but I can't remember if I even mentioned this, but when they announced that they were going to do it, a lot of players were unhappy that they're doing it. I think you I told about this. this. Yeah. yeah. So it's happening. It's going to be in Atlanta. And they, the way that they choose the All-Star Team Center, there's 12 players from each conference, the East and the West. People vote in, a.k.a. fans and media, and it's a different point differential with you know, how much weight each respective medium has, mm -hmm. if you want to call it that. And people, you know, there's always drama with people getting voted in that shouldn't be voted in. But for the most part, they got it right, okay? Five players on each side. Those are the starters. Then the rest of the players for each conference are voted in by the co the head coaches of each team in that conference, right? So yeah. yet again, Devin Booker, the star from the Phoenix Suns, did not get voted in initially, which was huge drama. Even the great LeBron James tweeted that Devin Booker is the most disrespected player in the NBA, Cinderin. And if you remember mm -hmm. last year, we talked about this. I know you don't remember, but I'm going to explain it again. He was also not picked initially, but then somebody oh, got injured, uh, Damian oh, yeah. Lillard. And Damian Lillard said, you should put Devin Booker on the All-Star team to replace me. So that's what they did last year. This year, somebody was put in the All-Star game named Anthony Davis, who plays on the Lakers. And he is already injured. They picked him anyway. And Devin Booker will replace him again. So two years in a row... Devin Booker is the all-star replacement via injury, even though he is fully deserving. So there's some drama relating to that. But in happy news, Chris Paul, who was traded to the Suns this year, Cinderin, is also an all-star. We have two all-stars in the all-star game. Can you believe that? The Suns. Dude, that's sick. We're owning. We're How actually many owning. We have in the playoffs? What? We haven't been in the playoffs in 10 or 11 years, but this okay. is the year. We're doing it. We're like fourth place okay. in the West, so things are going well. Anyway, Good. Uh, that is the NBA news. 
Uh, second thing on the list before we get started with the official stuff, I didn't mention this last week because uh, reasons, I guess. Um, there is a video that we posted on Dota Cinema, and then Martin made a thread about it. And I was a little bit surprised at first that it didn't get a lot of views because I have never seen it ever happen, and it happened to me on stream. So I want to ask you this first. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason that it didn't get a lot of views is because, or a lot of traction, is because we couldn't think of a good name for it. Because when we say it, Twin Rampage, what does mm -hmm. that mean to you? Well, if I just heard that with nothing else connected yes. with it, I would assume it was somebody who got Rampage twice, either right. by getting six kills in a row or by getting Rampage twice back to back in the same right. game. Okay, so this is what happened on stream. I don't know what you would call this, but I have literally never seen it, and I don't think I've seen... The only people that thought that they'd seen it before were just mistaken on what happened. It's like it's not even clear what happens in the clip. So we're playing. Me and Pop-Tart are playing a game, and we're going high ground. We're both killing people. Okay, We both have like double kills or whatever. We team-wipe them. They all buy back, and we team-wipe them again. Both me and him got rampages at the same time on the same team. Okay, have you mm -hmm. ever seen that before? Unless maybe like yeah, fountain diving garbage like that. Is that you've actually I've seen, seen that before. before? Where? Yeah, I have. I watched your clip. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that, Cinderin. Before that, I had never seen it before. I've spent a lot of hours in this game. Probably like twenty-five thousand hours or something. <laughs> And I've also not seen it in Dota 1. At least I can't remember ever seeing this anywhere. It's like like trying to quantify how unlikely this is to happen. It's kind of ridiculous, right? The entire team needs to buy back. You need to get all the kills and you need to split them evenly. Right. And it needs to be within a time frame. This is probably never going to happen to any of us again. Um, or you. Uh, yes. I mean, Pop-Tart. Like, you're never going to see this again, probably. So it's really cool. I think the reason it didn't get so much traction is that the the title is not in all caps. And I think the... It should be like, n never seen before, colon. And then colon. twin rampage, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. And then the thumbnail should be 10 heroes with crossed out eyes that are also googly. Then it would have been there. That's true. I should have asked Jenkins for support on this one for the thumbnail making. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I, I don't really, I, I don't know. If you guys want to watch it, go into the Dota Cinema channel. It's called, Has This Ever Been Done Before? Radiant Twin Rampage, Dota 2. The thumbnail just says Twin Rampage. So again, I, a lot of people watched it and they didn't even know what they saw. Like I was confused what happened. I fucking played the game. I didn't even realize I had a rampage. I was so confused. Uh, but yeah, I've, I, I can picture it happening like, in a super mega stomp where you're just farming them in the fountain and there's such low cooldowns that it would, you know, you'd be able to get two rampages on two different people, but never organically, I think. I think you're right. Okay, uh, let's get started with the DPC results, ladies and gentlemen. The DPC da, is over. Da, da, da. The major is ready to go. I will talk about NA to start, Cinderin, and you can take all the other regions, okay? Yep. So oh, we're not fully ready to go. China isn't done yet. Okay, close enough though. Uh, EG, 
The, the sad thing about NA is that it actually went as expected, even though it happened in a way that nobody would have expected. Because Quincy Crew was undefeated until last week, and then they lost to Undying, which is Moon Meander's team, the anime special. Yep. So it created a three-way tie between EG, Quincy Crew, and Undying. They played it out. Undying got mega stomped in all their games, and Quincy <laughs> Crew lost to EG. So effectively, oh. EG goes directly to... They're not calling it the upper bracket, but I feel like it is the upper bracket of the playoffs of the major. Quincy Crew. Is it fair to say they got mega the, stomped? The second the game was stage. 50 minutes. Uh, I, I, okay. That's, I mean, it was Were like they actually 20... just losing the whole time, but it was just a long game. The, the game began, mm -hmm. it was like 23 to 2 in that game. And then they kind of, <laughs> okay. they kind of came back a bit. But yeah, it got elongated. Right. I think there was just a lot of nerves. But anyway, EG and Quincy Crew will be going to the major. Uh, a team and five man Midas will be relegated. And then for the lower division, um, which I'm really sad about A team because they were a pretty fun team to watch. But the teams that will be coming into the upper division for next season are simply two based and the cut. The cut, most notably for me, is my boy Little Nick, very cuddly mid laner. Uh, he's really good. Of course, Arkosh did not make it uh, because they fucking suck. So that Unlucky. is. NA in a nutshell. So again, it went kind of as expected, but only until like the last week because Quincy Crew lost. There's more known players in the two simply two base team, right? Than than uh, the cut. Yeah. Isn't simply two base like three or four known players? Yep, it's Z Freak, uh, Monkeys Forever. I forget yeah, what okay. I Annihilate's other name is. He has two names, doesn't he? But yeah, and oh, Boris. I know him by that one. Okay, well. Okay, yeah. That is North America. And I think Quincy Crew will show that they're really good at the major. I think they'll do well. I hope they so. A... I mean, it, it always sucks to be that close, right? Like, they're 6 0. Yeah. They need to get the last one in the bag. Then they're guaranteed first. Then they lose that last set 2 to 1. And then they everything else plays out so that it will be a three-way tie because after they lost that series that wasn't necessarily the end of it like it could have still undying could have lost to four zoomers for example or yeah. eg could have lost to a team i guess that one was way less likely but yeah okay they won an average 20 minutes in those two so never mind that one that one wasn't happening but zoomers undying was a 2-1 so that one could have also gone the other way so everything aligned for quincy to not win and then in the three-way tie, they also lost their BO1 to EG. So that's got to suck for them a bit. But I think they're still happy that they get to go in the group stage. It's still a good result. If you would have offered them that going into the qualifier, they probably no. would have taken it, right? Yeah, for sure. And the interesting so. thing for EG is I believe that they've been matched up in the major with the top seed of the SCA, right? Which we'll talk about in a second. Which is mm -hmm. The reason it's interesting is because... You have Abed and Ice 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 on EG from SCA, like SCA Legends, right? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. Uh, that's going to be a cool dynamic for sure. A cool storyline, yep. at least. I'll, go uh, ahead. I'll go over Europe. the other regions where we stand. So Europe finished. Uh, Europe had a three-way tie as well, actually. Um, and that three-way tie was for fourth. So it decided who gets to go and who doesn't. So that was very exciting. And it was Liquid, OG, and Tundra. And they played two rounds because they all went 1-1 in the first round of the tiebreaker. They beat each other across. So they had to do a second round. And then in the second round, 
Liquid won both of their games. And obviously that means that the other two, regardless of which results they got, Liquid's is better for that three-way tie. So OG got 1-1 in that last round, and Tundra got 0-2. So Liquid clutched it out. They got fourth with a total score of 8-9. It's kind of crazy, right? They qualified to the major with a negative score. Yeah. Um, Tundra was 9-9 nine and nine for a comparison. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Liquid made it alongside Nygma, who got third. Alliance got second, and then Secret trashed they went 7-0 losing three individual games but never a series uh so secret going in as probably favorites for the whole thing in a lot of people's minds uh, they played super well so can't say that's too surprising it was very exciting to see what happened with the rest of the field though and honestly from my perspective i think the biggest surprise is that alliance got second um i didn't i, I think alliance getting second in my mind was less likely than og not making it yeah, I so agree. I think that's that's really cool and really good for Alliance. I think they're very proud of that, especially the org uh, getting some some good news. That's awesome for them. All right, so that was Europe. China still has two weeks well, left. So should we're also skip mention that, that Viking and High Coast Esports are relegated. We talked about Viking yeah. being guaranteed to be in that position Didn't last we week. We talked about that last episode. Yeah, we talked because that was set in stone. Uh, I don't know if the other one was. Yeah, you're probably right. I, High Coast were definitely set in stone. They were out okay. first. So we have covered that last. So who week. gets yeah, you're right, promoted for lower? Let's see. Uh, who was it? It's uh, Hellbear Smashers, Smashers and Brame. Okay, so Hellbear Smashers is Ace's team. Yeah, Ace, uh, Misery, and who now goes by Rasmus. So Ace, Misery, Stormstormer, Gilgir, and Tofu, and then the Brame team is. I think mainly two of these players will be familiar. It's two of the old Adfinim players. So SSA Spartan and Skylark. And then it is Wish, Focus, and Stomanen. And Wish uh, Focus is also Greek. So it's three Greek players. Wish is from the UK. So he will be the first... Uh, sorry, not the UK. Georgia. What the fuck am I saying? It The flag looks really similar. It looks like the UK uh, flag. I won't lie. Well, it looks like the English flag a lot. He's from Georgia, and then Stomanen is from Bulgaria. So I think Wish will be the first Georgian player to play in this like level of tournaments in Dota. I'm pretty sure. Um, like we can't really say the first to play in Division One, right? Because that's like it's such a new concept. But I don't think there's ever been a Georgian player playing on LAN or playing for high stakes. Hmm. So that's pretty cool. And Stomanen being from Bulgaria, that's also where. Mind controls from, I think, right? Yep. So he wouldn't be the first there. But it's some relatively unrepresented country, so that's awesome. And Greece being back on the map is also cool. So it's good. Very good. All right, Southeast Asia. So it looks like Fnatic got number one. And Neon Esports, which were, I think they were leading most of the DPC from when I was they checking were, them yeah. out. They were, yeah. Neon were in first for a while, and then they lost a couple of series. I think they were 5-0 and at one point, and they ended 5-2. Let me just check if that's true. They lost to T1, and then before that, they lost to Fnatic. <laughs> so, yeah, the other two teams in the top three beat Neon in their final two series. That's how these round robins can be a bit misleading sometimes. Like, 5-0, and man, they're crushing. Yeah, but true. They had the two strongest opponents in the end, and they got... Beat out by both, but uh, in the tiebreaker, Neon did manage to clutch T1 2 to 1. So Neon got second, Fnatic got first, and T1 got third. 
um, which means that Fnatic goes playoffs, Neon goes group stage, and T1 goes wildcard. Cool to see T1 as an org uh, in a major. That'll be cool yep. to see. It's Agreed. their first appearance. It is for Neon too, actually, but T1 is just a much more famous organization, right? Mainly because of League of Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe they were called SK Telecom One at that time. Uh, Old school, maybe SK. one of the greatest teams of all time in that game. So that's cool. All right, next CIS. Um, probably the most dominant performance from any team, and I can't say I'm too surprised. Virtus Pro. The team that were beforehand were Virtus Pro Prodigy are now the main Virtus Pro team. Looks like a good upgrade. They went fourteen and one. They lost a single game. Who did they lose to? These noobs. They lost a game to Team Spirit, who got wow. fourth. Wow. Um, but they won seven zero in series, of course. Uh, complete dominance. They get joined by Navi in second. Navi and VP were both of the lossless teams going into. I want to say week six. Or week five, uh, but then Navi started losing. And third team is Gambit, who has now been entered a partnership with AS Monaco. So it's like a, another of these uh, sports plus esports mergers. Uh, so yeah, they get third and Team Spirit get fourth, which does not go to the major. So top three, VP, easily into the playoffs. I think they look super hot. They're one of the teams, in my opinion, that can rival Secret. They're very, very good right now. Um, Navi in second for the group stage and Gambit into the wild card. Yeah, I think the first two, VP and Navi, aren't surprised at all. And then Monaco, Gambit, whatever the hell you want to call them these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if I were looking at this before the season, we probably talked about this. It would be like between them and no techies, right? Because that's Solo's team versus the old VP boys uh, and no one. But no yeah. techies got destroyed. They got last place, absolutely destroyed. All right, so that leaves us with uh, South America since we can't talk about China quite yet. And South America, Beast Coast gets number one and Thunder Predator number two. No tiebreakers at all. So pretty clear and cut. Clear cut and dry, as they say. Yeah, Beast Coast ended up losing a series. I'm actually surprised because they have been dominant in this scene for a long time, but they did lose one series 2-0 against... No ping, uh, but it ended up not mattering because they won their last series against SG, and that was the one deciding who got first, right? Mm-hmm. So going into that series, both teams were 5-1. and one. It decided everything, and Beast Coast kind of rolled them in two games um, to get that 6-1. and one. So Beast Coast going to the playoffs, and Thunder Predator going to the... Wait, did I say SG? Sorry, Thunder Predator going to the group stage. So yeah, never mind. SG could not... Could SG have qualified? Yeah, if SG would have won it, they would have been tied with Thunder Predator and there would have been a tiebreaker for second. There would have been a three-way tie, actually, for first and second. That would have been crazy. So, so where are we left with... was actually uh... super important. It decided the fate of two teams, three teams at the same time, actually. Wow. So China really has two weeks left. I guess that's because they took some time off for the Chinese New Year. Though. Chinese New Year. Okay. Yeah. Didn't realize it was that far behind. I thought it might have been just a few days. I think that's a long something. holiday, right? I want to say Chinese New Year is like a two-week holiday. Hmm. So, I mean, it adds up. It lines up, right, perfectly with them having two weeks left. But I feel like it's always... It might even be more. It might be like three or four weeks they take. Let me just look at the schedule. They didn't play... So they had a play day on the 2nd of February. 
And then the next one was the 23rd of February. So three weeks later, they played again. It's a very, very long holiday. Okay, so that is the DPC. Right. I guess we'll talk about China in yep. two weeks when they finish their DPC yep. stuff. So. Well, yeah, we can we can look at the status if you want, where they stand right now real quick. Sure. Just who is currently in position to make it. Well, IG uh, in terms China. of series is undefeated, so they're number one. But these guys, they get four slots, right, to the major. China get four spots, yeah. And the current top four are IG with 5-0, and o, Vici with 4-1, and one, Aster with 4-1, and one, and Elephant with 3-2. and two. So still plenty of games to be played. Worth noting, PSG LGD not in that top four right now. That yeah. would be a huge disappointment if they don't make it. They do play Vici Gaming as one of their matches for the last two weeks, so that could swing some things potentially. It could. Uh, but they play E-Home as well, which won't... I mean, they, they have to win every game, basically, at this stage. Yeah. Or do they? They have to win at least two out of... Wait, do they only have two? They only have two left. Yeah, you're right. They have to win. Yep. All right. So that is the DPC. Next thing on this... Well, this is kind of DPC-related, I suppose, but Viking, we talked about how they're going to be relegated, uh, and now they've announced that they will part ways with Toby. And obviously, very sad... I mean. I say this every time we've been covering Viking for a long time. Like when they were very unknown team, it feels like it was two and a half years ago, whenever the hell that was at this stage. And they yeah. just steadily improved and improved and improved. They're put into this DPC qualifier. They face off in the hardest region, not even close in the DPC and they're getting relegated, which a lot of people do not think is fair. So the only way that they can make TI is through the open qualifiers for TI. Yeah. Uh, which is, you know, a crapshoot at best. Um, but yeah, they, they've let go of Toby. What do you think? Uh, I don't really surprised? know the team dynamic whatsoever. So I, I can't really say. I think for other teams, there's a bit more, how to say, you have a bit more of a feel of the atmosphere or the dynamic in some other teams, especially when you know the players better. Like, uh, if you've seen players at multiple big tournaments or whatever, and you've seen them on camera, you might get like more of a feel of, okay, this is their team dynamic or blah, blah, blah. You can at least start making up theories or whatever, like do whatever speculation you want. In this case, I genuinely have no idea because Viking has always been that team that's right at the top of tier two about to break through, but they haven't really had these like big events or haven't had these like eye-opening features or whatever where you really learn to know the players. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. It could be motivation. It could be that they feel like he's underperforming. It could feel like they've drifted apart in terms of their view on the game, communication, whatever it is. But like when people play together for this long and don't do roster changes, it always feels like it has to be something relatively big or some sort of really big opportunity. The only other team I can think of that had a stable roster for this long was Liquid before they switched Matu out, right? Mm. Yeah, true. Or were they they were still liquid when they switched Matu out and then they became Nigma, right? Yeah. I think so. For sure. Played as Nygma, 100%. So, like, um, I don't know. I, I, I literally have no idea, uh, but it's obviously a shame because this was like the boys, right, of Europe. Um, we'll see what the what change they come up with. They had Kezu standing in for some of their games. I think he did well. Maybe that's what they're looking to do or maybe that's just a temporary solution until they... Uh, maybe they had another player lined up that wasn't ready or whatever it is. We'll see. So we're being told in chat that there is no open qualifiers for TI. Uh, I'm not positive that's true. 
I I actually can't remember because I know a lot of people were saying that there's no way for Viking to get in, but then other people like that just basically means that they have to go through open. So I don't like they've changed I so many things now. It's qualified uh, through the DPC system, but that could be wrong. Is it 16 this year? Yeah, I'm not sure, but either way, very sad to see Toby leave. Uh, we again, it's one of those things where you don't even know if he left or if he was kicked or if it's a mutual decision. We don't know if there's. They're already replacing with somebody. They're going to do tryouts, or if he's found another team, perhaps. So only time will tell. Yeah. Wish the best for The uh, statement is as blank as it can be, right? We'd like to thank you for your contribution this past year and wish you nothing but the very best in the future. Good luck as you go forward. That's it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the wording was, we announced we part ways with, so that, I mean, usually that wording is a kick, right? But... Moving on. Who knows? Dota yep. Plus update for spring of 2021. Mm. Cinderin. They My patched before goodness. an episode. They did. This is it's a huge update, too. My goodness. Boy, very exciting. Uh, they came out with a, a new chest, which is uh, just rare set, so there's just nothing special. Uh, but the courier is really cool. It's a... Well, it looks like an ice frog with a mango staff, but it's not, an, it's not a frog. It's a... Uh, what was it? Some other animal. Can't remember. Looks similar to an ice frog, though. So the courier is quite good. And it's a rare, so you're not mm -hmm. guaranteed. It's a newt. That's right. Um, newt, yeah. The hero relics have been updated. And I'll just read a little bit of what this means. Dota hero relics now let you earn bonus hero XP by increasing their stat values. Each hero relic gains a level whenever you reach a certain value for that specific stat. For example... Axe's enemy's cold relic will level up every 50 times you kill an enemy with Culling Blade. When a relic levels up, you will see an in-game overhead toast showing off the stat, and you will also gain hero XP. Common, relic, uh, common relics grant 5 XP per level up, and the rare relic grants 30 hero XP per level up. So this is not retroactive. I know there's some complaints about that. Um, I, we can go yeah. piece by piece. What did, what did you think of this, this portion of it? That's good. Uh, it's it's more of a reward and a more of a meaningful way of using the relics. The relics have always been there, but it's literally just been stat tracking for no other benefit than showing that off, right? You couldn't level up your hero. Yeah. I mean, also that is showing off, but you get like voice lines and stuff. The most, I think the, peop, the thing most people care about with their heroes leveling up is getting the new voice lines on the different tiers, right? So this is just a way of combining that with relics so that people want to spend their shards on relics. Now... With what you said that it's not retroactive, that bums me out a little bit because... Okay, I'll just read the next three lines as well so I can combine my, my point mm -hmm. here. We've also revamped hero relic purchasing. You now have the choice to buy random common relics for 1,600 shards or random rare relics for 8,000 shards. Regardless of type, you will no longer receive duplicates while purchasing. So this means for your average hero, you have 16k for the commons, right? Oh, sorry. How many commons are there? Is there 10? No way. Or eight. There's 10. There's 10. I'm sure there's 10. So 16,000 for the commons plus 32,000 for the rares. So every hero now you deck out for 48k. Uh, I want to say on average that is cheaper than before, but that could just be a mistake because you obviously, when you random rolled a shard entirely or a relic, you could get a rare as well, which happens sometimes. Uh, but again, not retroactive so that you don't get refunded shards that you've used that on average would have been cheaper like this. They also couldn't do that with this. And then with the relics, well, you have heroes that are leveled up a lot on your stat value as well. It's not worth anything uh, for now. So 
Yeah. I think at least the level up thing could be retroactive with the with the relics. I think that's only fair to reward people that have played their heroes that much. The shard system, you know, it kind of sucks for you. I, I have used basically all of my shards on relics. My goal is to complete the entire page and have every relic in the game. And if it's cheaper on average, I was wow. just like, fuck, man, I should have just saved all my shards, right? Yeah, I, I've only bought so the shards. Works. I only bought those for Pango. And every other right. hero is blank because I don't care about them at all. And I just have you a, must a, have a lot of shards, of shards now. Yeah, I have like half yeah. a million, probably something like that, that there's nothing that I find a value to mm -hmm. spend it on right now still. Uh, right. Which continues to be a problem. I'm still going to buy relics. Maybe one day they'll come out with a cool set, you know? Uh, so in addition to this, uh, they updated turbo mode to allow you to, uh, well, they've enabled it for both hero relics and hero challenges in that mode. So essentially just every two games is like one game of regular Dota, right? So mm -hmm. I actually didn't realize that Dota Plus did not have any of that in. For turbo that's a little weird but some more incentive for people that you know people that just want to take it a little more casually so that's good uh, we talked yep. about the treasure also they updated the seasonal quests and guild rewards which i don't think we really need to go over and that's about it so i mean it's something i i'm glad that they're still trying to tweak things you know uh I don't know. We've we've had this conversation before, so we don't need to go into it. But things like avoid hero or avoid players and the alt stacking mm. of camps type stuff that should just be in the game, in my opinion. But it is what it is. Uh, but a lot of people like the hero voice lines. I know that's a big one. I couldn't care less about that. I never use that stuff ever for whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, if they had to. Heroes of New Earth taunts. I would use that. So th there's room to improve, Valve. If you're watching this, go boot up a game of Heroes of New Earth and taunt somebody. If you put that in the game, I will purchase it. It's a lot of fun. Do you know how it works, Cinderin? I think the Han taunts are obnoxious as hell. Hell, if I remember correctly, without That's playing right. the game, I've just heard about it. That's right, Cinderin. That's very absolute good. garbage. Okay. Okay. That's what we need in Dota, guys. If you taunt somebody. And you end up killing them, a an effect comes on the screen, like dumpstered, right? A big dumpster on their fucking corpse. But if you taunt them, and you have to do that, you have to kill them within like let's say fifteen seconds. But if you die, it happens to you. That is sick. It's like a risk reward, Cinderin. You don't want to look like a fool. Okay? Just saying. Okay. Then maybe you shouldn't fuck up your game, S2. The game was great. Right. They just let Icefrog leave for Valve. That's the big undoing of Heroes of New Earth. Okay. Uh, Indiegogo. That's right. I forgot all about this. So there is a community tutorial project that we talked about last week that Slacks has kind of restarted this idea. And the Indiegogo is up. And it already has $22,500 worth of backing, which is quite good, I have to say. So... For again, this is the tutorial that Slacks and I are making. Um, we, it, with the help of a lot of modders from the workshop, and I'll just read off each perk that you get essentially. And again, I think the way that he kind of talked about it in the video is really good to set expectations. This, if you go back to last week, you can hear what I'm talking about in terms of what we had envisioned originally. 
this will not be that. This will be a shell of that, a very small shell of that, a very basic tutorial for people that have either never heard of Dota or have never played a game like Dota before. So don't expect it to be crazy. Again, it's only a month. So this is almost like a charity. Like that's the way that he explained it, and I agree. Um, All right, so... Sorry, I'm I'm not laughing at any of that. I'm just thinking to myself, wouldn't it be like the most Valve thing ever that your tutorial comes out and then they have their own new player experience like two days later and they just didn't tell you? Yes, that is correct. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, uh, I... Okay, so here's the thing, right? With how big this is now, with like community funding and how well communicated it has been, there's like literally no way Valve hasn't seen this right. And it would be Correct. a really big dick move for them to have you guys work on something, even if it's not the original like massive project, but just a two or three or four week project to make a tutorial kind of thing, just to come and say, hey, we have our own. That's better. Um, it would be so that so means either the new player experience they're thinking about will not have this element of learning that your tutorial is meant to do. And they have something else, like we talked about last time, it could be some sort of campaign, could be event games, whatever it is that sucks people in and gets them excited to play the game. Mm -hmm. Or they have nothing. Or worst case scenario, they have something similar to what you do, but they haven't communicated that they're working on the same thing that will be bigger and uh, have more content than yours. And therefore, it's kind of like telling you, okay, it's probably not worth your time because this will take its place. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess... I think that's really unlikely and therefore yours is probably like do you have the negative or the positive perspective here do you think they have something else coming for new player or Sinaran, i'm gonna let you nothing? i'm gonna let you guess what i think you think they have nothing okay that is correct yeah that is i mean again i have become jaded over time because if somebody slaps you in the face once okay i'm gonna expect it the next time that's just how it works and when you're slapped in the face repeatedly, years or year after year after year, why would I not expect that to come again? Tell me. Why would I expect anything different? It's the same. Nothing's changed. It's the same kind of uh, business model that we've always expected. Like it makes sense mm -hmm. for them, and I understand. But from like a community standpoint, it can sometimes just suck. Like that's just the way it is. But they make a shit ton of money, so I can't really argue, right? Um, anywho, this tutorial. Uh, or the Indiegogo, I should say, comes with a few perks. I'll just go over quickly and then we can move on. For $1, you get access to the scripts and storyboards. So Slacks has written some scenarios kind of, and I've kind of tried to edit them. And we're going to be doing the two main voices as the narrators with a bunch of guest speakers. Uh, maybe we'll get Cinderin in for something, like as a creep or something like that, you know? A uh, dying creep that dies at the very beginning of the tutorial uh, that we don't even mention actually, or give credit to. Uh, but you get access to the scripts and storyboards. For $10, you can give direct feedback and suggestions via the Discord. Um, for $20, you get access to play the, the mod uh, before it's released, the early access, if you will. 30 bucks gets you a message to the noobs. I'm trying to remember what the hell this one is. Write us a sentence to share your wisdom with new players displayed for them on a tablet of wisdom signed by you. So... At the That's end cool. of the tutorial, this is the idea that Slack said, which I like. Uh, I talked about how the tutorial itself is very basic. It's going to be on the regular map. We're just going to go through it in different stages, have some basic mini games like last hitting or whatever the case may be. Stacking is a big one. 
And then once they're done, there's going to be, we haven't really fleshed this out yet, but this is my, the way it's in my head. We have a bunch of NPCs in an area and it's going to be a lot of community members. So it's going to mm -hmm. be like me as an, just as a purge or whoever, and you click on them and I'll have more information about that person and uh, more material to learn more about Dota. Right. So that's kind of the idea to give them can something you, um, else to look into. So can you put in a really big and cool character that everybody's like, wait, what's that? And then it just links twitch.tv slash Cinderin. Uh, would you like to donate $10,000 to get that in, Cinderin? Dude, why do I have, need to have 10K when they pay 50? We'll see. You can talk to Slacks. Anyway, so you can get a message uh, to the new players if you want for 30 bucks. For 50, you get your name in the mod. So it'll show in the credits section of the NPC. So there's going to be, and you get access, or not access, but you you can vote uh, for whatever character you want to represent the community, which will probably be techies or something like that. I have no idea. Oh, uh, God. We'll see. For $100, you get your voice in the mod. You have a speaking role well. in your own unique model. Send a recording to be used for a unit in the tutorial. This will not be dialogue, but instead shrieks of pain and moaning. <laughs> uh, these are a yeah, lot, sure lot of slacks cool. ideas. This will, this will be great. And then last but not least, name a personality for $250, which already 19 people have claimed. Along with the community NPC, there will be personality NPCs with credits to their socials, like I just talked about. You'll get to name them. So Purge, for example. And again, we haven't fleshed out exactly how this is going to work because I think Slacks and I have slightly different ideas, but mine would be Purge the, and then some sort of title, right? right. Like Purge the Ball Sniffer. Although I guess that would make more sense for Zayori. But anyway. It does say, please do not send anything offensive. Right. Is that offensive though? I don't know. So keep in mind that the 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 tutorial itself hey has guys, a lot of. Hey guys, I watched the anime. It was really cool. My name is Jonathan. I'm 11 years old. Who's purged the ball sniffer? <laughs> I think it's good. It's good for first time players. They Great. get they get a feel for what the game is like. Exactly. Just uh, I think you should only allow offensive names so that people know what they're in for it's when they funny, start playing. Because in the in, in this, in one of the segments of the script that we were going over, there's a part where uh, a teammate comes by and tells you thank you or something like that, and we tell them how to use the chat wheel to say "well played," like stuff like that, right? But then another yeah. one comes on and he's cursing it out like "fuck you," he just shocked my camera, he's just getting really rage. Like this is how you mute the player. So we actually go over some of that very important <laughs> stuff that new players will need. Uh, so yeah, that's the Indiegogo. So if you want to help support, then by all means. If not, that's fine too. Okay. Uh, Cinderman. Yes. The Dota Dragon's Blood main trailer has been released. Yep. Which I was kind of wanting. I, I watched it on stream a couple times, but probably not allowed to just put it on the podcast. So we'll not be showing it here. You guys can go watch it on your own time. What did you think of the trailer? I liked it a lot. I especially. I especially like the sequence with Invoker talking about Selimani. That's really exciting. I think that was the biggest like curveball of this, because um, I think most people, or well, I'm I'm gonna say most people. I don't I don't know what the actual lore and all the pieces and bits we have about Selimani is in the game, 
but I think most people just assume Salamene as like some sort of she's the goddess of the moon and the moon is bright and shiny, so therefore she is a good person. And then right. it's Mirana and Luna that are following her, right? Um, who are like two pretty bright and joyful heroes, I would say, for the most part. Uh, not really. If you ask people to choose 20 evil heroes from Dota, I think nobody would choose Luna and Mirana, right? Eh. Um, but eh. this kind of hints at Salamene being... Luna's voice in the game, I think, would make people think that she's evil. I think people would put her on I think so. But... Not what you, the way you're saying, but yes, in a different okay. way. A anyway, um, whereas I think to a lot of people, Invoker is portrayed in the game as very evil. So now that he talks about Salamene as you don't know, you don't know who you serve. Um, <clears throat> Invoker is obviously very wise, and I think he's very old in the lore. I don't know. Um, yes, very old. But he has probably seen some shit that these kids can only imagine. Um, Get or off he's my misleading lawn. them, which is also possible, right? That he is has another interest in mind, and that he is in fact still evil, and that, voila. And maybe it's not binary, which is awesome. If this, if the characters aren't just good or bad, but mm. that they have, you know, depth, uh, that's would be really great. That they have good and bad moments. Um, so that was exciting for me. That was the biggest, like, the biggest takeaway for me. I loved that sequence. I think it was like fifteen seconds or something of the trailer where there was some Salamene hints. Um, Obviously, there's some flashy stuff with Dragon Knight fighting dragons. It's the main story, yeah. I guess. Um, I know. I, I agree that it's it's nice that it's not the Salamene uh, was cool. It's not completely black and white. That's basically what you're trying to say. Like, there's yeah. varying levels of gray, uh, whether you're evil or it's not just good and evil, essentially. Yep. So yeah, that dynamic is really cool. And then on the poster, I had to find. I I just saw the tweets. I didn't know how this originated, but on the poster, there's a QR code, and if you scan it, uh, one of the videos. Shows Terror Blade. So this is more like we were discussing last week, where isn't Voker truly evil? Like, is he actually the villain? But then we had a redacted photo. Like, who is that? That has to be like a surprise villain. Is it Underlord? Is it Necrophos? Is it whoever? It's I. I mean, it hasn't been confirmed, but it sounds very likely that is Terror Blade, Cinderin. What do you think of that? That's pretty pretty cool. Um, I had I had someone write to me. Uh, who listens to the podcast quite a lot, saying he was like, how do you not realize that the enemy in the trailer is the dead god? I don't know what that means. It's one of the, it's one of the characters in the lore of Dota that isn't like, it's part of the lore, but it doesn't have a character in the game, right? But there's okay. the dead god and Salamene as I think two of the main gods, if not the two main gods. And to him, it was obvious it was the dead god. Uh, I don't know if that's true, um, but I just wanted to say that that's at least a theory that that is who the evil, like the biggest evil is. Hmm. Um, okay. Don't know. I, I would just have a hard time believing that one of the evil characters is not a hero in the game. That I feel like that defeats... I mean, Selimene is... Well, Selimene is playing a big role, it seems, right? But she's a card and artifact, the thriving digital Dota card game, Cinderin. Right, that's true. Uh, yeah, okay. I think the Dead I'm God open. will come out in Artifact 3 expansion pack, though. True. Uh, God, don't get me started with Artifact. It's depressing. Um, but yeah, Terrorblades are cool here. I had to ask Slacks what the lore of the hero was. I asked him on stream. And the the basic version of it is he's a demon that other demons, is it that they hated or something like that. But he was put in a prison called Foul something. Maybe somebody can tell me in the chat. 
and it's essentially a god my ex explanation of this is so bad compared to slacks because he's obsessed with the lore essentially the prison is filled with mirrors that are supposed to reflect your worst self okay and everybody in there goes insane but terrorblade ends up embracing his worst self and feels that that's actually his best self so he doesn't go crazy and he breaks out of the prison and it, According to him, a lot of the Dota heroes don't even know that he's like he doesn't have a lot of lines in the game, I guess, mm -hmm. like with other demons or other characters because they don't know that he's escaped or something like that. So, um, so that lore itself is pretty cool, I have to say. Uh, and I think this is probably the main villain. And I mean, if like the hero that was redacted from the credits, it, that has to be terribly because then where's terribly on that list, right? So I think that's pretty much it, unless there's a major surprise that they're holding on to. I think there's a surprise. Like, why would they not just put Terrorblade there? Because of the trailer? Yeah. I think they didn't want to spoil the trailer? Yes. Yeah, I guess maybe. I think so. But the biggest news yeah. for me of the anime that's going to be coming out March 25th is that it will be rated R. This makes me so happy. I cannot tell you how happy this makes me. Now... Keep in mind, I've been. Didn't we take that for granted after the teaser? Sorry. Sorry, what? What do you mean? Take what, it for wasn't granted? it obvious after the teaser that it would be R-rated? Wasn't there like somebody? Was there nothing in the teaser that was R? No, in the teaser, no. The the trailer, no. the trailer, they okay. cuss a bit. Um, oh, am I just mixing it up? When when we talked about Mortal Kombat, yeah, maybe I'm blending those Mortal two together. Mortal Kombat is major. Yeah, yeah major it rated, clearly R. Very but this, Okay, about. yeah, the teaser. But, all right. Like, I will say, after watching Legends of Korra, which is the same studio, and then uh, Airbender before that, those are, like, Nickelodeon shows, okay? And I would say a lot of the stuff is kind of adult thing. They don't curse or anything like that, but a lot of the... Like, I'm not going to give... This is not a spoiler. Uh, oh, God, it kind of is. Okay, something happens that is very adult that I was surprised happened in a Nickelodeon show, just to give you an example. But this is literally rated R. So that makes me really excited because you can see cursing. And this is why we're cursing in the tutorial because if they're coming from the anime, they're obviously, they've heard cursing before, Cinderin. They can handle it. So that excites yep. me. I, yeah, that's very cool. So awesome, awesome stuff. Okay. Uh, next thing on the list, a new Valorant agent is being released with the new act or episode or whatever the hell they're called these days, Cinderin. It's named Astra. She is... A controller, which means that typically this How is a. How often do they release a new uh, agent? Is it like every month of this right? Every two months, it's quite often. Every two months, okay. Yeah, people are hoping for more maps, but anyway, this is a controller, which is a very utility-based role that typically has smokes and stuff like that. So I'm just going to go over. As always, I know some people aren't big Valorant fans, and that's fine. I just think hero design in general is cool to talk about. It doesn't matter for what game. So I'll talk about what she does. So she's very unique in the way that she's actually built. So she has the only ability that she can buy are called stars, okay? I think you can buy five of them. It's the only utility you buy. And she can go into astral form, which essentially she's like stuck in place, and you get into a brand new view where you can look over the entire mini-map, okay? Which a couple other heroes have something kind of similar, but not to this extent. Like you can move around a bit, and get different angles, and you can place these stars globally across the map, okay? So five stars anywhere you want. 
and your three abilities, you can just essentially choose which one you want to use on that star location. So on these stars, the enemies can see them, but they can't destroy them. So there's just these stars that are across the map. You can either turn one into a smoke, which is pretty simple. It's just a smoke. You can you can blow one up, which concusses, which is a daze effect. So it prevents people from scoping in. It gets you know, kind of ruins their, it's not their vision necessarily, but it just makes them move a little bit slower. Uh, and then the third one is called gravity well, which it kind of vacuums people into that location, uh, to the center of it. That so, sounds really powerful in a shooter. Yes, it's it looks really powerful. And again, like you only have to buy one utility. And then you get to choose what that star becomes, one of the three abilities, mm -hmm. essentially, right? And then you the get to choose that during the round, or you need to choose it at the start of the round? During the round, you can choose. Okay, so, so you can fly. just flex whatever you think yeah. your team needs right now. You can just and have if it. You, if you place a That's star, you can retrieve it as well, but you can't, like, when you retrieve a star, you can uh, reuse it that round only, or else otherwise you're losing it for the round. So you have to buy a new one okay. next round anyway. So it's like a temporary thing. And then the ult, which is quite possibly the craziest part. Uh, there's other heroes in the game that have abilities that are kind of similar, uh, but she puts them to shame. So she gets into this astral view again, mm -hmm. and she creates this wall that is a very long uh, length, okay? Very, very lengthy, very girthy. She can basically split a map in half, okay? takes like okay. a second or two for it to materialize. Once it's up, it's up for like, let's say 20 seconds. I can't remember how, how long it is. And people on each respective side, you can walk through freely the wall, but you mm -hmm. cannot hear anything. Like it's very muffled sounds. So sound is dampened. You cannot mm -hmm. shoot through it at all, but you can use abilities. And so you can see through it. You cannot see easily, through it. Right? No. You can't see either. It blocks vision. It blocks oh, sound. You cannot shoot through it, but abilities do work. If you put like a like a a grenade or something, you can throw it through, no problem. This is, this is the kind of spell. This is like Winter's Curse, you know? Like somebody's gonna put this wall and because of it, their teammate who's about to kill someone gets blocked off. Their shots don't go through, and then they get angry. They're like, use your old like fucking shit, you're stupid. And then Winter's Curse is the same. Like, I had that kill, but then you cursed, and then it's you true. have epicenter doing zero damage. You can this also, sounds like the kind of spell that will cosmically divide your own team. <laughs> like the spell that dazes. Actually, I forgot to mention. So when they get dazed with the other spell, they also become they get amplified damage towards them as well temporarily, and that works on right. teammates. So there is a way to grief, no doubt about it. Although I will say, griefing in Valorant is not even remotely close to the level of Dota. So they have a ways to go to catch up to Dota. So don't don't fear, okay. Syndrome. I gotta step up the griefing game. So yeah, that's the new Maybe hero. A tiny hero or... that can just toss allies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back in the day, you could toss them. Uh, or I guess it was Pudge is the biggest culprit of this. Hook people into like cliffs or trees, and you could yep. literally yep. no way to move. You could never move at all. You to the point where Dota one. And this is a good trivia for some people. You could not buy Blink, right? On Pudge and On Vengeful Pudge and Spirit. Venge. Like literally, were disabled from buying those items. Yeah, it's hilarious. Anyway, okay, so that's the new agent in Valorant. Looking forward to see what that's going to look like in the hands of some pros. And then the last topic of the week is a very small topic concerning Twitter, which announces a new paid super follows. So they have a new service that allows 
I, I haven't actually tested this out or if it's even out yet, but you can charge people five bucks a month to receive specific tweets. I guess I can just read it here. So Twitter announced a pair of big upcoming features today, the ability for users to charge their followers for access to additional content and the ability to create and join groups based around specific interests. They're two of the more substantial changes to Twitter in a while, but they also fit snugly into models that have been popular and successful on other platforms. Uh, I wonder if this is going to turn into sexy time, uh, Cinderin. I think Set that would nudes. be probably a big part of how this gets used. Uh, I, I think what we should do with this is that we should have a We Say Things Twitter that only does super follows, and people need to subscribe to that Twitter to get told where the next video is uploaded. And we're just going to upload it on a new channel every time. Okay. What do you think? Sounds like we'll make more money than we're making now. Yeah. <laughs> nice. We're going to get rich. We're going to be rich. Yes. <laughs> but what do you think of this concept? I mean, it's interesting. I, Twitter hasn't really done anything super crazy before, right? I wouldn't say this is right. crazy because this is like an additional feature. But I don't know. I'm trying to think of how this gets used mainly. Like having the option porn. to do paid content for creators is is good. Uh, I'm not going to say it's it's a bad thing. I'm just trying to imagine like how do you use this? Mm. Um, People that like have OnlyFans accounts, right? And they charge yeah, $5. I mean, it's obvious this is for those, right? But like outside of stuff that is already paid by default. How, okay, let me try to explain this. Who starts profiting from this that was not profiting from a similar solution already? Is what I mean, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm sure who, somebody will start setting trends. Like that's how kind of how these yeah. things go, right? Somebody right. will start doing something that will be successful. And uh, if you guys want to see me naked, I'm willing to uh, have you spend $5 a month to see it. <laughs> I will show you my stunt. I'll show you one boob at a time, guys. They're growing by Oof. the day, let me tell you. And I then they'll alternate when you've here. been through both of them. That's right. I'll wear a bikini. Ah, whatever. Okay, that is the end of the episode. Let's talk about uh, the Patreon mailbag. We have a couple questions to go over. Uh, we uh, have... Wait, did, did you want to talk about Valorant's first LAN as well? Oh, uh, I didn't have that on here. But yeah, the, their LAN was... what? Where was it again? They have one in Florida later in the year, but the first land is going to be in... I mean, you're the one that brought it up. So do you know the details? No, I just saw Nikki right in chat. Great. Thanks for ruining no the episode, Nikki. Nikki, where is the land? <laughs> We're doing this live. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be an in-person land, which is surprising a little bit. But... Likely will be in both. Oh, that's right. It's gonna be in Iceland. That's so cool. That's actually so cool. Is that a is that a city in Florida or? That's right. A city in Florida. Hey, Cinderin. How about this? Yo. Okay. Now I don't know what month this is in, but if I go, Nikki and I go to Iceland. Will you come? Yeah. Will you bring your girlfriend and come? We with could. Us? We've been there before. We've actually been in the city that it's in. I'm it's not even Reykjavik, kidding. Which is the, I'm not the even kidding. I want to go to Iceland. I really do. Yeah. It sounds awesome. You should. It's fucking cool. Iceland was one of the coolest places I've been to. Um, if not the, actually. It was really, really special. But yeah, Reykjavik is the capital of Iceland by far. It's like I, I don't even know how, what other cities they really have that have any meaningful size. Um, it's definitely the epicenter of, of Iceland. So, Yeah. 
I can look at that. Like, did they say anything about dates at all for it? Or? You're asking. You're, you're literally having a conversation with my girlfriend in Twitch chat right now. I don't know. She mentioned it briefly. I just didn't put in the outline because we had so many things to talk about. So oh, you're so unprepared. Yeah, I'm unprepared. Okay, Patreon mailbag, ladies and gentlemen. First question from Pitch Black. Way off topic, according to him. If you could choose to live inside the world and surroundings of a movie slash TV series, this is a great question for you. Which film or universe slash TV series would you choose and why? Example, I'd personally pick the anime series that time I got reincarnated as slime because I love the RPG feel and world of that. <laughs> Senderin? So he says movie slash TV series. Am I allowed to pick a game? Or does it have to be movies slash TV series? Do you know anything that isn't a game? Jesus, man. Good Lord. I can go first if you need some time. I I think... I will go first since you need some time. I think I would want to live in Avatar. I actually think that world looks incredible. Oh. I think that would be cool. Wait, which Avatar? The movie or the the animated series? The movie. The movie? Yeah. The movie. Don't you think the like the how to say as much criticism as you have about the like the plot or how interesting or whatever it is? Don't didn't you think a lot of the scenes were really beautiful? I get. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I, when when it whenever I it came it out, really that's the last time I've seen it. I didn't like the movie. I thought it was garbage. That's the last time I thought I mean, about. Fair it. enough. I, I was I shocked the that world, they are I think making the world a second one. Really cool. Yeah, they're making a second <clears> and a third one. I think the world really cool, and I like this idea of having an avatar. I think that could be cool. Okay, well, I, I thought you were talking about the last Airbender, and I was like, "Oh, that's oh, somebody cool." Somebody said Pokemon. Yo, Pokemon would be sick. All right, okay. I'm changing to Pokemon. All right, that's a cop out. All right, my choice would be Harry Potter. That's and also I, cool. I would be that a Muggle, cool. of course, but <laughs> I'd be a worthless ass. Mu- I'd be a squib, actually. That's who I would be. No, but being able to cast spells. Uh, it's not even about casting spells. It's the environment of that school just seems so cool, you know. Obviously, Slytherin's a pile of shit, so I wouldn't want to be on there. What school would you, or what, uh, what are they called? What thing would you be in, Cinderin? What house? Yeah, what house? Probably Gryffindor or Hufflepuff, right? I don't know which one. You don't know? I I'm shocked you're not saying Ravenclaw because you're definitely a Ravenclaw, hundred percent. Yes. I don't know. I think I'm Chat, too soft. He's a. I've taken tests before. And I'm sad to say... I think I got say, Hufflepuff when I took a test. Yeah, I was Hufflepuff too. I guess we're together Hufflepuff forever. You're just dreaming that we're Ravenclaw, right? Oh, we're I mean, definitely Ravenclaw. The test was bad. I originally took the test when I was skinnier, and I got Hufflepuff, and it just knew that I would become obese because I, that one answer I put in about the potion smelling like a donut or something like that really <laughs> spoke to me, and that <laughs> skewed it in favor of Hufflepuff. So, or, you know, it... it freaking... But, so Ravenclaw is only for uh, BMIs over 25. Is that what you're saying? Ravenclaw? Yeah. You said or you Hufflepuff. were Hufflepuff in the test, but now that you've gained weight, you are Ravenclaw. No, I'm saying it knew that I was going to become fucking obese. Oh, so that's correct. In Hufflepuff. That I am Hufflepuff. Yeah. Hufflepuff oh. is fat, of course. Is it? Yes. Okay. They're, All right. they're a guy that 
whatever his name is. The that's the thing about Hufflepuff I don't like. It's like the least talked about house. So, so much more uninteresting. Anyway, uh, last question from Mister Chicken Nuggets YT. Do have a question I'd like to ask for the mailbag segment, if that's all right. I completely understand if this is too personal or involved for the podcast, so feel free to skip in that case. Cinderin, how many days in a row could Suns fan throw up on you before it became damaging to your friendship? Why? Suns fan, same question. Imagine you're working an event together or in a situation where you see each other in person on a daily basis. Three times. The first time I would write it off as an accident. The second time I would be like, I'm sorry, you're still sick. The third time I would be like, you're doing this on purpose. <laughs> Three times. Three times. Yeah. Now, are we considering this just like a full evacuation, essentially? <laughs> are we talking about a little dribble? Are we talking about I'm like usually exorcism the one taking the question seriously. Why are you asking for conditionals now? How many times could you throw up on me before it would be damaging to my our friendship? Like permanent damage, I'm guessing. How many days in a row? How many days It's in literally a row one day after the other at an event, and you're wearing like your suit or whatever you are that needs to be cleaned, and you're going to be on camera. You have to deal with that shit three you know, days Sandra, in a row. I'm going to say infinite because there's nothing you could do that would uh, that's hurt that's me deeply. That's a lie. There's if I nothing. walked over and threw up on you on purpose every day, I think you'd get pissed at some point. How about I'm pretty sure. look at you it have this a breaking way. point? Let Let's say it you happens. throw up on me every day for a week straight. That's less damaging to me than not watching one of my favorite movies over a literal two year span. You say that until I do it, and then you're gonna take it back. Well, I guess we'll never know. We're gonna go to Iceland. We're gonna watch Valorant. But when you're sitting there. Every time I'm going to order some food, I'm just going to throw up a little bit on you. Every game day. Well, it's just a little bit. I don't really care. I, I'm, I'm imagining it just to be like a full <laughs> you you know, bucket full of vomit on me. You know? <laughs> a little bit's fine here and there, you know? It's <laughs> Fucking hate you, man. That's, there's no way. All right. So that is That's the end of this episode. Thanks for the great questions, by the way. Yeah, just that was a good question. Terrific, Very as always. Uh, okay. So remember, new channel. Subscribe, ladies and gentlemen. Until next time, Suns Fan Center signing out. Have a great subscribe to the channel. Rest of your week. Goodbye. Subscribe. Subscribe to the channel. We say things that don't mean anything. But thanks for listening. Yeah.